0: fearscape media network exploring the unknown one podcast at a time
1: hello dear friends i'm your head mister lord stephen gearhart and i am your co-mister the man with no name lance wayne and together we are the misters, misters of of the, the, uh, oh, let's try it again The The Misters of the the, The Dark! Lance! The Misters of the Dark! Shut up! Whatever. Join us wherever you stream your favorite podcasts or go to MistersOfTheDark.com where we'll be discussing all things horror from films and books to everything in-betweensies. We also have the occasional victim. (laughs) I mean, guest. (laughs) ha ha! Only on the Fearscape Mania Network. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Lance! I always get the last laugh. Mm -hmm. over and disappears. People driving at night, seeing huge creatures cross the road. People waking up to find their cabinet door ripped, ripped open in their kitchen. Strange things happen every day around the world, and seemingly same time, at the same time. These occurrences connected, this This is what we are are here here to explore explore and are trying to understand. understand. Join us on our journey to uncover what we call call the The Convergence Convergence Enigma. Enigma. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastic episode of the Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. This is Stefan, your host for the evening, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Josh Rutledge. As you can tell, we don't have time for niceties because we got one heck
0: of an interview tonight, don't we, Josh? We certainly do. Um, and uh, when this person came to us or came into our existence, wow, could not even imagine um, what you all are going to hear tonight.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Kendra Starr. And we're going to be talking about, I mean, just the history of the world uh like the uh, lichens um Hellier uh Hollower, Darrow, 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 y'all just get uh, ready here yeah. comes Kendra Star
0: all right thank you so much for sticking around everybody um, we have uh Kendra Starr here with us today I um, gonna be talking about um some amazing contact that uh, they've had with um, I think the Kinder you referred to them as the Lycans, is that correct?
2: Yep, or Lyconians.
0: Lyconians. Oh, I like that. That sounds yep. amazing. Um, <clears throat> so I guess let me kind of kick things off in saying, um, wow, well, who, where to go first? I guess, who <laughs> just are, by saying thank
1: you for yeah, coming on the show, right. that's the big thing I want to say, yeah, is thank you.
0: It and, and, and really, uh, in, in, in your courage, thank you very much. Um, uh, really appreciate it. So, you're welcome. so who sure. are who are the Lyconians?
2: So the Lyconians are actually half human, half wolf, uh, bipedal people. They're they're essentially humanoids, but they're able to take the form of a human just fine. I mean, it would be essentially you're you're a werewolf, but they don't want to be called this. Right. Yeah.
0: Are they um, what some people often refer to as dog dog people or dog men?
2: Um, yeah, they are. But then there's another species that are like the dog has these. They do not have any hair on their body. So this would be, uh, you know, spe- species like it would be Anubis ah, from okay. the times of Egypt. And they even were uh, working alongside Alexander the Great. Yeah. And, um, at one point they, I suppose they went into the, into the inner earth. That part, I do not know.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I have heard, um, I've heard the term Anubians as well, based off of those that were like Anubis. So, uh, very, very interesting. Um, and I do want to preface as well that, um, we came across, uh, you guys here with uh, some uh, content that we saw on uh, a Hellier board and how this all kind of relates to what's going on with Hellier, which of course is a big, huge mystery for all of us in the paranormal field that we all are trying to take part in. And um, we were very, very interested in the information being put forth there. Um, and Josh, did you want to talk a little bit about that at all?
0: Yeah, sorry. My, my kids are actually fighting really, really bad in the background right now. So I don't know if any of that's going to come through. So I apologize if it does. It's all part of reality, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, sorry, question. I was uh, sorry, Stefan. Can you repeat your question again?
1: Oh, just talking about the stuff on the hellier board that we uh, came across and, and how that was interesting to us.
0: Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's, that's I guess where we were really uh, first met. Uh, Kendra is, is the post that you all made on the Hellier board, um, talking about uh, you know these 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 beings and um, their potential relationship to what's what was going on in Hellier, as well mm-hmm. as I think the potential relationship to the Shaver mystery of the Darrow and the Tarot and etc.
2: Oh yeah, it's all there.
0: So. Hey, what? So I'll just so they um I, I guess where do the uh Lyconians am, am I saying that correctly? Lyconian? Lyconians.
2: Lyconian. I, I, th- I think Lyconians yeah. Okay,
0: thank you. And and where are the Lycionians uh currently primarily residing? Are they uh hollow earthers, inner earthers, subterranean, um
2: Okay, so they're primarily subterranean and they are located in the hollow Earth. So I think the thing that people need to understand is there's inner Earth and then there's hollow Earth. So you might have heard those terms a lot and also middle Earth. But we're what not would, talking about Lord of the Rings here.
1: <laughs> right, and what would be the difference between those? Like if you could sum it up real quickly for those that don't know.
2: Yeah, sure. So inner Earth is what would be kind of this in the earth's crust, they're about eight hundred miles apart. They're honeycomb structures and this is where some advanced civilizations live. This is not where Lycionians live. Lyconians live where the central sun, or what they call the right. black sun. And this and by the way, it's it's not like our sun. It's a little smaller. It's maybe a smoky reddish color. And it is basically it's it's the source of energy that was left there when the earth was created. It's essentially, I guess, it's holding everything together. I'm not a scientist, so I cannot right. claim to know how that it is all holding itself together, but that is what is there and it does not set it is a continuous day um, Right, so this so is in-
1: similar to what was in the Shaver mystery and the Smoky God and and things like that, the the that that yeah. power source and light as well.
2: Yeah, the Smoky God with, with Olaf Janssen and his father, they were traveling in the Arctic. They were, they were on a boat and they went on a trip and they crossed the threshold which brought them to the hollow earth. And that's how they arrived there. And they had become friends with these giants. I mean, there are people that are much, much, much taller than us that are residing in the hollow earth. And they made friends with these uh, these beings. And then eventually, you know, the story goes that Olaf Janssen and his father returned, but he lost his father along the way. And subsequently, yeah. everyone thought he was crazy when he came back out.
0: So they- <clears throat> do you know if there are, um, are there people like, you, you know, what we would consider humans, do they also as reside? in in the hollow earth or um is it really just those kind of older uh races that live there
2: um they do there are monks situated in tibet right they have these monasteries that are connected to the mountains that's why it's it's built that way so that they can go back and forth into inner earth and uh, this is where you would find shambhala right and i think there are two different types of Shambhala cities so that you have greater Shambhala and you have lesser Shambhala but the greater Shambhala is would be in the hollow earth and the lesser Shambhala would be in the uh in the inner earth mm. and but this was originally built by the draconians and we we will get into the history of the the um the origins of these Draco and the origins of humanity it's really really important and fascinating stuff but let me just back up a little bit with the Lycaonians yeah so these beings are originally from a planet called Sector I, I think that it's sort of where Sirius is and at the same time at some point they had been sent here to this planet into the hollow earth and they created their civilization there um, but they they are primarily subterranean, and they do come up to the surface often. <clears throat> and when they do, it's they have regular jobs, just like just like us. And you would never, ever even think that, that the person living next door to you could be a lichen. <laughs> right. I mean, no ever, nobody in a million years would ever even fathom the existence uh of a a lichen um other than just in our you know our stories and tv shows and you know just the whole american werewolf in london type of deal yeah. underworld etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: so so are all of them self-aware um the ones that are here on our plane or are there some that have like passed on like had a kid with a human or or things like that and the these ancestors are not aware is that something, or do they try to stay um, pretty honest with their their lineage as, as possible?:
2: Oh, they're very much aware of their lineage, and they are they're very, very good people too. They're very mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> <laughs> they, they love yeah, they love their jokes. They have a lot of different kinds of traditions in Hollow Earth, and they are very um, they're very tribal. In fact, they have a dance that the younger ones do. When they when when you first would become a Lakionian, you are initiated into this dance, you have to learn called the Haka dance. So this actually originates from the Mori tribe in New Zealand. It's really interesting. They, they're, you know, you got these guys, they have tattoos all over their faces. Um, they're sticking their tongues out. And the reason why they do this is this is usually what they're doing before they uh, they go off and they fight these Draconians, not even kidding. Mm. So this is this is also you'll see this in weddings and like you know big games, football games. Sometimes we'll do the hockey dance. It's it's pretty well known around the world.
0: This is the um, the Ashuka, Ashuka. I mean, I don't want to offend anybody, but you know, that's like the like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and, and those guys do that from New Zealand. Is that what we're talking about?
2: I think so. I think yep. so. If they're they're putting their legs on the floor and they're yep. sticking their tongues out, and, oh, yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Jason Momoa does that. Uh, yeah. with his family, mm-hmm. like it's it's fat. I love it. It's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very
0: get y'all very... riled up. So, um, mm-hmm.
2: boy, so if so anybody you...
1: could be a and it'd be Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, they will do that if. Uh, if if they they are they will do that if they're greeting another race that's visiting them and they actually live next to the elves now uh, nobody really knows this I don't think anybody knows this at all but their original their real name the elves are called the uh, the acutoks mm. and the acutoks live in three different or four different regions in Hollow Earth which is their territory and one of them is called Norden the others I can't remember it's spelled uh n-o-h-r-i-n and um uh i'm not allowed to say who like the names but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay the 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 elves that are yeah there
0: um i i feel like that uh we probably have you, you probably have much more information than we can fit into a single show um so i'm (laughs) I'm trying to think about how to strategically ask questions so that we get um you know give you the opportunity to to say what you need to say so i want to make you know so you mentioned before um the 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 draconians um and the origin of humanity um no no light topic right um and so I, I don't know if you want to if you want to take just a you know maybe a, a few minutes and talk about um, who are the Draconians? Are they what we refer to as the lizard people, um, oftentimes? And um, what is kind of their relationship with the uh, Lycaonians?
2: Okay. Well, first, right off the bat, their relationship with the Lyceonians not good at all. They don't like each other. A lot of the. Um, The race of Draco, they tend to be very uh aggressive and they're war oriented as a tribe, right? But without you know, we're not we're not gonna be spacist here or racist, you know. (laughs) Yeah. We need to (laughs) um we need to roll back hundreds and thousands and thousands of years, maybe millions of years ago, um, to the time when this all happened, um, Draco so draco originated from some other universe or reality and they were really good with space travel and then at some point they arrived in the lyrian system okay but that's where people originally came from so first in order to understand the origin of draconians we need to understand the origin of ourselves because a lot of people think oh well you know we started in africa and We, you know, our race goes all the way back to then, but that's not, that's only half true, only because human beings were brought here, essentially. But we originally started in in Lyra, in a planet called uh, Billa. So the, the Draco had, what happened? The Draco arrived on their ships into the Lyran system and they have this, they have an understanding, or at least they have a belief that they own whatever they see, they own the galaxy, because their ancestors taught them that they are, they, they have the right to own and to conquer. And they also, um, they are able to remember their, the memories of their ancestors, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So all of this is ingrained to them and taught to them when they're very, very young. And it's really brutal because the mother, the mother does not, she will just abandon the offspring. And then this small Draco will tra- train if he survives or she, um, <clears throat> or I guess, I'm sorry, they're, they're androgynous beings. So we have to kind of touch on that in a moment. But so this Draco was a little Draco will, if you survive, will train with the brothers and they are just already learning to be, you know, killer army soldiers. They're very, 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 very war-oriented. So that's what I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were really good at agriculture and this is not human beings. This is this is something like human beings. We, we did not come into the picture yet. Homo sapiens is not Until Mars, because as you'll see, Draco decided to create the image of human of of themselves. But we'll get to that. Um. So, well, when the the I'm gonna have to back up here a little bit. So when in (laughs) in on Billa, these our people, our ancestors. We are in descendants. Sorry, they were freaking out when the ship had entered there in in the sky. They saw this and they demanded to know who they were. But the Draconians were saying, you know, no, we're just going to, you know, come in and take your things. And there was a huge misunderstanding, uh, and so they started fighting them, and it became a big problem. And eventually after they kept on fighting them we just didn't have a flying chance cuz we didn't we hadn't developed um ship travel at that time so i guess eventually we kind of figured it out along the way but then what ended up happening was there were 110 different colony, colonies that came together to form ta-da the galactic federation which is where <laughs> everyone <laughs> Everyone's like, who is the Galactic Federation? No, they're not just Pleiadians. Right. It is, yeah. So everyone came together and they they decided, well, you know, this is a big problem because the Draconians had essentially blown up three planets out of the 12 planets that were there. And they're all like, oh, okay, this is really, really, really bad. So we started fighting them and... Um, rebelling against them but meanwhile there were three uh there were three groups that did not want to help us at all because they have a they have a belief in service to self or non-interference um and these groups are mainly associated with the orion groups Regella groups and capella Regella, sorry um uh, Regella, Capella, and Orion, and um, so there was a huge war that just came out of this. The, the The Martians and the Maldekians and the Atlans are the three groups that did not want to help, and the Atlans <clears throat> were made up of people from the Pleiades star system, right? Mm-hmm. So, and these Draco. These Draco were pushed back, but not not enough at that time. <laughs> so uh, it just kept happening, and meanwhile, you have this massive dispute between um, the beings of Mars and the beings of Maldek, because there was a planet there at that time. And This is where this whole, you know, Nibiru kind of or Maldek destruction thing comes in this story. So.
0: This is the, sorry, I don't don't mean to interrupt, but this is the planet that is currently the asteroid belt?
2: Well, yeah, Maldek was destroyed because of a massive ice comet that the Dracos just propelled towards. um, They they wanted to propel it towards Mars, but it it went off course because Jupiter, Jupiter's gravitation pulled it and it, it basically caused the explosion of Maldek which then in turn, it affected the, it pulled away, the, it ripped away the atmosphere from Mars because this comet is absolutely massive and it ripped away the atmosphere from Mars and um, subsequently then the comet itself became Venus. This is so, 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 so long ago. Yeah. Um, so, so where are we now? We have to, <laughs> we have to keep on track because it is, it is, it is a lot. Yeah. Um,
0: So I think where you left off is that there were the Atlanteans um, and the Martians didn't want to get involved Before I interrupted you
2: Yeah, the Atlans, the Maldakians and the Martians So the Maldakians and the Martians were really, they didn't like each other at all But because of the massive catastrophe that happened while this war was going on um they had had they became refugees and they asked the martians for help so the martian said okay come on you know you can come in mm-hmm. but there were disputes that happened and it got so bad and meanwhile the draconians are still doing their thing there was eventually um out of the federation a council called the hatam council from the andromeda galaxy that came in and said okay okay and they they are basically you know think of it as the the space the empire that's you know making a lot of decisions with all of the councils so this main group decided to they said okay well draco draconians you can go to um this earth and you can be there so they said fine okay they went there now this is where their origin starts on earth so actually they were here first hmm. not us but still it doesn't mean that we you know it doesn't mean that we should be treated in the way that we're we've been we are being treated today so they uh, they had um, a civilization on the earth and this is where then Lemuria this this uh, continent um, Lemuria comes in. Now I think it was a different name because eventually the scientific study behind the, the um the search for Lemuria, it turned out that this Lemuria was based off of the study of lemurs. It was a confusion. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that the, right? the, the so, guy that first brought yeah. it into the public realm, he created the name.
2: Yes, exactly. So yeah. There was a little confusion, but this continent really, truly existed, and these reptilians, or draconians, were colonizing it. They also brought dinosaurs, because you see, they, they themselves were the ones that created dinosaurs. But I was going to they- ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dinosaurs were on Mars at the time, and they brought them here. So they colonized these animals. So, so the thing is, what draconians draconians create things to control it and because they believe that whatever they create is beneath them it should be used as either a uh, a source of um a resource to for food or for other means right. you know so they had these dinosaurs there and at the same time then meanwhile we still have the issue happening between the Maldekians and the martians and the refugees that had Suffered from that catastrophe from the tri- Draconians, and eventually they they were not getting along. It was getting bad, and the Hatan Council stepped in again and said, "Well, okay, uh, we'll just send the we'll send the Atlans, <clears throat> the Maldekians here on on the Earth." So they did that. And then now they basically why they did that is so that they could buy time to build their resources to fight uh, these Draconians to build uh, their empire and stuff like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, because they were there was just chaos everywhere. This is this would be the very first World War One on the planet. They were blowing things up. Everything was everybody was just blowing each other up. And it was just unbridled insanity. So, um, <clears throat> so anyway, so these Draco on uh, on the, in Lemuria, um, they they had a big problem because then the uh, the 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 Maldekians that were there, they started having an issue with the dinosaurs because. The, it started interfering with their culture because they were the dinosaurs started killing the other people, and their people were killing the dinosaurs. So this obviously didn't set well with the Draco. And then there there is all this chaos that ensued, in what I mentioned before. Right. Meanwhile, now you have the Martians eventually arrived, and <clears throat> now you have these these people on the planet and everything who are trying to colonize and expand, but they're just getting, you know, they're, they're getting in each other's way. So at one point though, there was, there was a, an agreement um, that the, uh, that, that the Draconians could, you could create something in their image so they really wanted to do this because all of the other beings were mixing DNA and, and manipulating it. We are the twenty second um, modification of this. Where the we're the we're the prime the primary Homo sapiens now is the twenty second time that we had been manipulated. Mm.
1: So, yeah, a lot of this reminds me of the um, the Sumerians and the Inky and yeah. and Lil. Stuff. So much of this is just I can wrap my head around yes. it using that.
2: Yeah. If if some of it sounds a little out of order, forgive me. Is it's a lot oh, that's of information. That's really <laughs> jam packed. It's hard to. <laughs> it's always hard to put together. Um, but essentially, what happened though was that's that's how the origin of Draco started in Lumeria. And meanwhile, the the lichens though, um, eventually they. you know they came to hollow earth because they are originally not from here um but then of course you know there were a lot of different races in hollow earth this this just this is all stemming from all these genetic manipulations in fact the bigfoot was still um a remnant of our our ancestors the um the, the uh creation between human DNA and all this other mixture with um beings from Sirius or the Regellian star system they were all in on it even the Pleiades so mm-hmm. you know it's it's not very fair <laughs> <And> <laughs> Thinking how, of it. Just...
1: how do you like um you know tribes like the Dogon fit into this you know, they seem to me to be possibly connected to the lichens.
2: Oh yeah, it could be possible. Uh, the Dogon tribe, though, is not anything to do with dogs. I think right. like you're thinking just of Sirius. But the Dogon tribe, I think, we specifically dealing with the uh, fish type, mm-hmm. the aquatic.
1: I just wondered because and- you had mentioned Sirius, so I was curious if there yeah. was a connection there.
2: Well, there, I think there is a connection because it is known as the Dog Star and Sirius does have a connection with um with the lichens i do believe so i can't confirm that but i know that they came from the planet called sector right um so there's a little there's a little story there like how how that happened and um and then they were basically sent here because there was a tragedy that happened on sector and the council there decided to Kind of enclose them in these spheres, and then kind of send them to Hollow Earth to live there instead.
1: That's what I was going to a... ask: was the means of transportation? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and so you saying they were these sort of spheres?
2: Yep. Well, I mean, the, as far as I know, that it was it was they were enclosed in spheres, and some of these beings have really advanced science. So the elves, they have something they call a magical science. Right. I mean, I don't even know how they're doing that. It's some crazy Harry Potter stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've heard the, the concept of magic and science working hand in hand.
2: Yes, yes. And the,
0: and the, the mention exactly. of sp- spheres makes me wonder if, you know, so the spheres that people see today, right, in UFO sightings and such, are they also related to this or are other people being banished still to Hollow Earth?
2: Uh. Okay, so the those spheres that are coming out, they sometimes have something to do with creating crop circles. They're called Brights. They're about they're they're usually about nine feet off the ground, and, and there is a particular video that you can see one creating a crop circle. But one interesting thing to note about crop circles is that they are not. Most of them are created in the area of England because this is where the original headquarters. Right yep the black priesthood would be with uh these you know these uh this this royal bloodline and that the uh, crop circles are not made for us they are made for them that's why most England yeah it
0: it always it always seemed to me like they're made from to be seen from the air so either they're like either they're like you know uh, uh map coordinates or or just you know uh come back later uh, no room in the end type signals so
2: <laughs> yeah exactly so there's one famous crop circle um it is uh it, if you type in gray crop circle on google images you can find it um but basically it's a gray alien and he's holding
1: oh um, yeah we've it. seen that
2: yeah yeah so if you look at it you'll see that on his left side there's three stars so it's yep. symbolizing, depicting the Orion star system, which is where these guys are coming from, but they're also in Hollow Earth as well. And they are... Their origin is some an entirely different thing that is way too in-depth to get into today, but a different time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to touch a little more on the Draconians, and then we can talk more about the Lycanians. Um So... The, the Draco, a, a lot of people are probably wondering, what is the difference between Draconians and Reptilians? And what about reptilian sheep shifters, right? Yep. So the thing is when um, there was an idea when the DNA was being manipulated and shared by different races, uh, the Regalians got in on it. The Syrians were more than happy to help with it. And at the time when, after Lemuria had sunk, basically because of so many explosions and all that, the uh, the reptilians had the idea, that I suppose it can be synonymous, but you'll see what I mean later. The, the Draconians, the reptilians can be synonymous terms, but they had the idea of uh, maintaining their bloodline so that they could have 50, 50 DNA, half reptilian and half human. Mm. Um, so they had the idea of creating blue bloods. And so what they did was they kind of snuck up and interbred with different, um, they created different races, mainly taking the, uh, they abducted the, the blonde haired blue-eyed kings or priests, and then um, they kind of made their own way and kept their bloodline. And at the same time, though, they were, they were looked up to at the time as these reptilian gods, and they're all depicted in many, many, many different ways. Of course, in Sumeria, you have many different sculptures depicting reptilians, and people at the time saw them as reptilian gods, and they were afraid of them. They weren't even allowed to really look at them sometimes. Um, so
1: this this um, grabbing the <coughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, and things like that, is that maybe where we get our tall blonde contact? Well, from
2: and- well, yeah, Well, one thing I forgot to mention is the reason why is because supposedly blonde haired and blue eyed individuals are more susceptible to being uh manipulated they're more easier to act (laughs) it's true but the the the, the tall the tall blondes you're asking about i think they're associated with the those people from the Pleiades. they tend to be or nordics yes they're tall blonde hair blue eyes so draconians have they fancied that (laughs) gotcha um and so, but they so they needed to eat, but they were killing people, and um, the, at the time, it just it was too much, it wasn't working out. their their rulership needed to be concealed in a way like their I mean, I'm sorry, their forms needed to be concealed, but they still needed to um, they they couldn't you know they wanted to eat people. Uh, just what they did though is that the the council decided well all right let's take the uh, let's take the wild boar and mix human DNA with it and let's create the domesticated pig so mm. they would eat pig and that would help temporarily until they could use a sacrificial victim and and eat them mm. This is why pork or pig is forbidden in the This is why the Jews don't eat that.
1: Right, why it was considered unclean. yeah. That's very interesting.
2: Yep. Yeah, we we actually are eating ourselves in a way. We're eating bacon and things like that. Uh, So they're often eating pork a lot to maintain their form, but this whole reptilian sheep shifting thing, that's where it comes from. So, you know, in the royal bloodline, um, the, elite, the the top uh, reptilian female is um, Ashoka Ashkenazi, mm. and she's the queen reptilian, the mother of, the whole, of all of them. Uh, so anyway, they had to expand their rulership, and they expanded it all the way, all around the world. From the inner earth, it was really easy to do this because they went. They, they, you know, of course, they came up into Tibet. They ruled over there. They ruled over in Europe. They ruled all over the place. And this is where why the dragon uh, symbolization is everywhere. Yeah, and this is yep, it's everywhere. And there's no explanation as to how it kind of, you know, became all known in our old stories, things like that. But that is why. So, um, so
0: I, I wanted to I wanted to just uh, I, I know that uh, you wanted to talk a bit more about the uh, draconian folks or the the Lycaonians, but I wanted to know I don't I don't know that I heard. Um, how did humans end up on Earth?
2: Well, so humans began on Mars. The Homo sapiens was created on Mars, and then then they were essentially brought here. But at the same time there was another race, so this is where the Aldebarans or the the Sumerians come in because they were still intermixing with um, this other human DNA and eventually they had created slaves to mine this gold for them and so on and it all, it kind of became interconnected and and spread Um, and we became tribes. And wait, I'm sorry. Can you can you also ask your your question again in, in a way? How how did the origin of humanity come to Earth?
0: Yeah, how did yeah how did how did humans end up on Earth?
2: Okay, I think I answered it. Yeah, but... you did. You did. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. I was just like, wait, where in the puzzle are we right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the so the. Did the Draconians bring humans here? Because you mentioned about how they create things that they want to control or have Mm -hmm. dominion over. So do they have dominion over humanity or is that different?
2: Uh, They had dominion over humanity for sure. They were just using us as slaves and they still use us as slaves today in a different kind of way. But they're still eating people too. They're eating children and the reason why is because one, they're kind of Free of pollutants, and the second reason is because of when they get very scared, they produce a really strong adrenaline response. It's, it's very sad and messed up, mm-hmm. but this is, this is why hundreds and thousands of people and children go missing. Now, you did mention about um, people going missing uh, into portals, yeah, and it's also still happening. Um, you know, people will just walk into random spots of this electromagnetic activity where there are uh, gates and we'll uh, just kind of, oh. oops, walk into the other part of them, uh, walk into the other side, if you will, and into the hollow earth by accident. Sometimes it's an accident and other times it's probably the the Daros, which they are also kidnapping people and eating them too and this is happening of course all over all of these interconnected tunnels underground it's absolutely insane but Josh didn't, the-
1: um, didn't didn't our our uh, our frenzy that gave us a lot of information uh, when he gave us the history of the Darrow and the tarot didn't he speculate or say that the the Darrow originally came from the Draconians I believe?
0: i don't remember that honestly way
1: to use that photographic memory josh (laughs) (laughs)
0: um but no i mean he was he was also somewhat of a historian on that topic and was constantly looking at um where did where did a lot of this stuff come from but i mean his most of his communication was from a you know frontline uh person placed in the front lines if you will of this kind of War that's happening underneath the earth uh, almost on an everyday basis. So, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah. Well, Deros are something else. They are they're they're about four to five feet tall, maybe maybe sometimes six, but usually five feet tall. And here's something interesting: in Greece, there is a mountain, um, and it is there's an area called Deros Oros but <laughs> it is basically where the Deros have one of their settlements inside I suppose so Aderes Oros Deros yeah that's, that's it's
0: interesting <laughs> yeah
2: yeah. It's, they are near the Devil's Bridge in that area in Greece so if someone is, is hiking around in that area I wouldn't <laughs> I would probably stay away from Aderes
0: <laughs> yeah
2: Mount Darios.
0: Yeah. So I, mean, I I'm going to be honest, I mean right now I'm thinking um never go into a cave. Uh, is basically the the message of today's show. <clears throat> but are there so it sounds like though though that the like Coney like like Ionians I can I, for some reason I can't say that right. Um
2: yeah,
0: are okay. on our are on our side, right? They they don't yes, want to hurt yes. us.
2: No, not at all. They they are absolutely on our side. They're very much allies and they do what they can to protect people but they can't they're not intervening to start some kind of revolution or anything like that you see the lichens they have very 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 strict laws in their own community and they they, a lot of them are death laws um to be honest with you uh so that means you know no um they don't have any money and if you, if you would be associated with using money um, down there or they catch you trying to do something like that, that's the bad thing. They don't have any racism either, and they're very um, they're, just, they're just very much into keeping their harmony in their tribe because especially with hatred, if hate, if someone is very hateful, you see they're really based on love even though they have death laws it stems from a very 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 old traditions so if someone is going to murder someone they're going to be they're going to be you know killed for that um but hatred is like a sickness to them and that's why if you would ever ever visit them uh they require and most tribes i think in um inner earth or even all hollow earth really require you to be pure of intent, uh, pure of mind and you have a pure heart which means you're not going to harm people, you're not going to harm animals, you're good to yourself, you're good to others. You do the best you can. They have the they really believe um, in, in Jesus Christ. so they believe in the teachings of Christ because Christ has the purest teachings of love and it's really based on love. So there's, there is uh, that, and there's, and you know, the thing with Hollow Earth is that it's so hugely complex. There are so many layers that I would absolutely love to do more shows with you about this because mm-hmm. we just we haven't even scratched the surface. I mean, we really haven't. And I think the most important thing for people to know that are listening to this is that. Just know that you are you that you are much more powerful than you think, because originally we were supposed to have twelve strand DNA, but we don't because the Orion groups took uh, ten of them away, and they did this because they knew that as a united people, we would be, we would find out our true origins and how, you know, our, we are very, we're very compassionate people. We have this compassion gene. and they, they don't really have that. They don't, they don't understand what compassion is. So it's one of the reasons why gray aliens when they are abducting individuals they're trying to study the soul and compassion they don't understand Mm. how it works um they have a lack of emotion yeah so they're and this is because actually the draco have you know kind of manipulated with their genes so many times that the greys are actually a dying race and they're trying to you know they're trying to understand why that's happening and and what they just it's they they're just becoming degenerated a degenerative race kind of like the deros deros the deros uh i don't i don't know can't confirm if they come from reptilian or dracos or not but they are called deros because it's a short term for a degenerative robot they they just become Uh, just sickly over time they are still intelligent they are very aggressive and they they do not care they just they thrive off of extreme sexuality (laughs) Mm -hmm. with themselves and other things and they do heinous acts just really atrocious things um, so Richard Sharpshaver, when he was experiencing those things, he he wasn't kidding. Um, what he saw and experienced, and also what other witnesses who contacted him experienced, such as the woman from France who actually went into the wrong area. Elevator, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, look, there's an elevator in, uh, you know, in in Hellier when Amy Amy was talking about the the house that had an elevator elevator that went down yeah that's one of those things you just got to be careful
0: (laughs) well Um, i I stumbled across an old uh, radio interview of uh, ray palmer and and, uh, richard shaver and in there they talk about there being uh, places in uh, new york new jersey and chicago where the elevators if you press a series of buttons a couple different ways it'll actually take you below the basement and into tunnels underneath so
2: something like if you press the button twice or in a seri- different way you will go down there but why would you want to go down there don't do that if yeah, I don't,
0: don't do that <laughs> <laughs> don't go don't go into old building elevators and just start pressing buttons yeah you can about. check out anytime you
1: like but you can never leave
0: <laughs>
2: yeah exactly that song was playing the other day my partner was like oh wow yes
0: um so, so is there? Because we've only got a we've only got a few minutes left in this particular show, and, and by all means, we would love to have you back. But for sure. Um, so, uh, uh, two primary questions: is number one, do you think there's a way for for humanity, uh, the broader humanity, to learn the origins uh, in a safe way? And can we do anything about it? You know, can we stop these uh, Draco from? eating us and such
2: yeah we can we just have to unite together at some point humanity has to realize that they have they. this is not okay we have to say no and we've been this is a operative conditioning uh that has been going on for so long and almost just too long and it is possible um humanity is i think Starting to become more and more aware, we do have a disclosure process going on, but mm-hmm. it's this was actually a very shameful event that happened recently on May 17th. Uh, the the Congress that had a hearing had really really bad representatives who said that there is no evidence for these things. They don't know it, yeah. and yet we have a gargantuan amount of tests uh, of. Uh, military witnesses who have testified and we've spent millions of dollars on <laughs> this. So you have like a really false representation Yep. and they're lying or, or it's the fact that they really don't know. In, in which case, these people should not be representing uh, the, this uh, information in Congress. But these people need to be briefed in modules of all of the historical and governmental events that happened, like the Rendlesham incident with these Mm -hmm. UFOs and and stop calling it unidentified aerial phenomenon. It's just UFO,
1: you know, it's just not
2: not necessary. That's just
1: marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: But yes, it is possible to do this. We just have to kind of stand together and unite together. Be the best person that you can be. You know, people are not always going to believe this or listen to it, and that's okay. As I always will say, do your own research, and also um, people, you know, people grow in their own way. A lotus flower, it doesn't, you can't force it to bloom, right? It'll just bloom on its own. So part of the thing with this stuff is that you can't force someone to believe in it. You can't be like, you can't slap them in the face and be like, come on wake up and smell the coffee um it's incredibly complex and i think that in time people will maybe kind of get the idea and the picture but um other than that right now we are in a very precarious situation and i would advise people to be careful of this uh this um um task force idea because i don't think it's the most positive intention behind it i think there are hidden intentions and there has been a lot of discussion about these you, you know they say oh it's a it's a threat to national security these things but actually the secrecy is a threat to national security and 100% they, they don't want to they just don't want to tell the public right now it's all watered down tremendously but it's very possible that we know how corrupt a lot of government enti- entities mm-hmm. can be, and they can utilize it and make it look like a threat. So I do believe it's possible that we are looking at something like that in, in the near future. Um, <clears throat> but because what I can tell, what I can say is that the Lycans have said that this, not, not assuming that this is the start of a fake invasion, but they said it is the start. So mm. ever since the point on May 17th of the hearing, it is the start. And whether that's disclosure or a fake alien invasion or a combination of the two remains to be seen. So yeah. that's the most important thing about that. Um, I know th- I thought you guys have to wrap it up soon. So I just want to get a few i guess a, a few more things out about like like if you want to ask me yeah anything. sure we got about we yeah. got about
1: six minutes left so oh
2: maybe. good okay
0: yeah well,
2: so you I, can ask
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> sure um so i, I guess how did uh, and this is maybe the wrong point in the interview to ask this question but how did you come to meet the like oh
2: boy well um my partner and I were originally and still are paranormal investigators. And we, we had been studying this story uh, associated with vampires. I was really curious about the Ouroboros. Of course, mm-hmm. come to find out the Ouroboros or the concept of immortality is associated with hollow earth because of the, the concept of time there. And the and also the rejuvenation, the healing that happens in some of those areas, and I guess some of the technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, Hitler and his SS group were also very interested in something else called the Vril, and yeah, we the will. Society. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do an interview about that, we can because there there is also a lot to be said about Vril, which yeah. Vril is not um, not, uh, a, a, a being, but a source of energy,
1: right? So, yeah, we can definitely way, do that sometime because we have not, we've only lightly touched on the real society and and, and all of that. So,
2: yeah, let's, let's do that. Cause I have a lot of, a lot of information about the Thule Society and, right. um, the real society and all that, uh, you know, the, uh, profile picture that I have is, is Maria. She was one of the the people on the psychic team that was involved with this dual society and the vril and all of that so it was very interesting um so okay so uh where where are we again the
0: i, I was asking how you came to meet oh, yeah. the
2: <laughs> that's right yeah so in my interest of studying vampires and vampirism uh, i was really interested in europe and the whole thing about dracula and everything and, and so was my partner so we discovered this blog called um it it doesn't really have a title per se it's just it's called vampires among us and it's about it's about a, a guy named mio Klaba um who is is basically who meets this uh this vampire um named regina or regina abraham So we were really interested in this blog because there were were, uh, mountains of evidence and information about vampires and how it extended all the way back into our early history, you know, from the plague on in Europe Mm -hmm. and and so on. It's very, very, very in-depth and interesting. Um, And so eventually (laughs) one thing led to another um, and then we, we met some individuals, and these individuals led us to individuals who led us there. So that's <laughs> that's all I can say. Understood. That's all I can say about that. But the the vampires definitely exist, but there's different two different kinds of them. So I, it's not likely that that someone would really come across them right now. But yeah, uh, that is that is a fact. Over. In, in that department, uh, but one important thing I can't forget about the lichens is people ask: Do they change with the full moon? Oh, <laughs> and are they affected by silver? So first of all, no, they have absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with the full moon or the moon at all. And as far as silver affecting them, no, it could be it could be a bullet. They're affected by any anything, and they can be injured. They're not essentially immortal but they live for a very long time so about 600 700 years Mm -hmm. they they, uh they live that long a lot of beings in in, inner earth end up living that long i think it has to do with the the way that the living the atmosphere is and this electromagnetism in that area because if you go there and you come back out you may end up inadvertently pulling a tree branch to yourself with this electromagnetism that is left over on your body. And so you'll just be walking by Joe Mo and it'll just be like, bam, smack in the face wow with this tree branch. What? Oh, I'm sorry. It was my electromagnetism.
1: <laughs> so um, we got about a minute left and I was going to ask if the Lyca- Lycaonians could have one message for us. What, what would you say they'd want us to know as humanity at large?
2: love yourself really their whole thing is about love
1: um, fantastic well thank you yeah. kendra star thank you so much we absolutely have to do this again i i would say two or three more times because yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna need to make a series of this so but thank you so much for coming on um, we really appreciate it uh, all of the history and all of the uh mm-hmm. information that you've given us i mean it's I, I have so many doors that just opened up that I'm ready yep. to start Same. jumping yeah. into. So but thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's so okay.
2: Much. Yeah, absolutely. And